1: You're listening
2: to Satellite Sisters. We're so excited to be with you today. It's just a normal Tuesday, but we feel like we're bringing it. I'm Leon Dolan here in (laughs) Pasadena, California. I'm a writer and a producer. And today our question of the week is, other than the U.S.,
0: who are you rooting for in this year's World Cup? Julie, over to you. Okay. This is Julie Dolan. I'm uh, the eldest sister. I live here in Dallas, Texas. And for me, it would be England. Okay. Here's the reason why. Because England just feels like they have the right to win the World Cup. They always feel like they're destined to win the World Cup and they never win the World Cup. And I I just feel sorry for them. So I would like to see them. If the US can't win, I'd like to see England win. Does that make sense? Okay. I, I mean, I a hundred
2: percent disagree with that, but sure. If that okay. makes, if
0: that's your rationale. Sure. That is my sure. rationale. I feel sorry for England. I would like to see them win. Yes. <laughs> so a pity, a pity.
1: Liz. Okay. This is Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I'm a marketer. I'm the middle sister. And I'm sad to say that the team that was my team, Already lost once. So I'm just not sure how this is going to work out, but I was all in on Argentina. I love, I love Argentina. I've been there many times, Julie. We had that fantastic vacation in Patagonia, which by the way is Argentina. Um, And, you know, Messi is one of those guys who just can never get the ring, right? Never get the ring. So, so I was all in on Argentina, but now that they already lost once, I'm going right next door to Uruguay. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I always
2: them. Yeah, they I, have a I good think...
1: team. They have very handsome men in Uruguay. That's yeah, all. I I'm mean. just, you know, I'm. <laughs> I really, I would like any any of the Latin American teams. I'm for in general, okay. um, but Uruguay.
2: All right, Me? I'm gonna say uh, Belgium. Uh, I love Belgium. I love the chocolate, the beer, the coffee. I love a lot about Belgium. They have a great team and I would love to see them. You know, they're small. They're a small, small country. And they're going up against some of these other big powerhouses that have much bigger populations. So, but is who I'm rooting for, but don't sleep on Mexico. And I want to represent Sir Enriquez, our engineer with his rooting <laughs> for Mexico. So we're, we're okay. throwing that all in. We're going to talk a little bit more about the World Cup today. You know, we're just going to talk about a lot of things you can then talk about at your Thanksgiving table this weekend. They're <laughs> business related. They're sports related. They are not political. We're giving you a lot of fodder fodder for discussion. So stay with us. We're going to talk about the World Cup. There was so much business news that has exploded over the last week. It's been, I mean, Julie and Liz have just been foaming at the mouth to talk about (laughs) some of these stories. I can't even tell you. So we're going to be talking, of course, about the Elizabeth Holmes uh, verdict last week. Uh, Julie, you have the story of the crypto company that went, you know, BK, but also (laughs) just- Crazy crypto company. There's some uh, good details there, Leanne. Yes, we have to discuss. All right, we have a uh, Ticketmaster versus the Swifties coming up. And then, Liz, literally a piece of business news that made people gasp Bob Iger returns to Disney. You're going to break that down for us. I am going
1: to break it down a little. Is it a coup? Is it se- senior stuff? And, you know, we are longtime friends of Bob Iger's. So I will explain when we get to
2: that <laughs> section. Right. That's a strong statement. Uh, Also, we have uh, entertaining sisters and we have a couple of reminders of some satellite sister events. Coming up, but first, how was your week, Steph? Jewel, you went to Grandparents Day. Report back, please, on your findings. Well,
0: well first of all, Grandparents Day is back. You know, for many schools, uh, this time of year, maybe a little later. Sometimes they do it in the spring, but there haven't been because of COVID. There haven't, there hasn't been a grandfather's Grandparents Day in maybe two years. Okay, so it's really nice that it's back. It was back at one of my at, at my grandson's school here in Dallas. And it's been two years. There was so much excitement. I mean the kids were really, really excited. Uh teachers, the administrators, everybody was really looking forward to the day. And I, I just can't tell you how fun it is, you know, when you go around like with Peter, who's in third grade, and he really wanted to show me the inside of his desk. Do you remember that girl <laughs> sisters, what your desk looked like and he had done, to clean it up. You had to tidy it up. I remember. Yeah. yeah, he had done some special work. He thought it was really looking good, and, you know. And then we got to look in uh, his older brother's locker, and uh, that was a mess. But in in a true Dolan fashion, he said, uh, "Don't worry, Nana. I I have a whole system. I know where everything is." And it <laughs> looked, <it'll laughs> yes, look, <laughs> I applaud that. Okay. But as, but I have some, I have some observations and some urban Nana pro tips for grandparents, special, special people day. If you're going to be attending one over the holidays, or maybe you have one coming up in the spring, or maybe you have a new grandchild and this is in your future. Okay. First of all, let's talk about the parking. One of the things that's nice. I I know, you know, <laughs> you got to talk about parking, okay? Because in my grandson's case, there there were two to 300 grandparents showing up for this uh, half-day program. And that their school happens to be in a neighborhood with very limited parking. So the school, so uh, the first couple of years, they didn't have any special accommodation for the parking. And so grandparents like missed the whole program because they were parking like blocks away and then their grandparents. And so by the time they got to the school, the program was over. So they instituted valet parking, which seemed like a great idea. But here is uh, here was my pro tip on this, sisters. Like I thought. If we do the valet parking for grandparents day yes it will help us get into the school in a very quick fashion but it also means that there are going to be 300 old people in that valet parking line coming out of the school right, right that's right. going to be that's going to be slow right that's going to be yes. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be really, really slow. Okay. So we avoided that. Okay. We're, we're young enough. We're fit enough. We decided we could park some distance and walk over to school. Now, the next thing that you have, you know, elements of grandparents day, you know, you have pictures, there's usually some coffee, classroom visits, but there is a program Liz. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and your job as a grandparent is to get a good seat. Okay. Cause you want to see the program. You want to see your grand Children, you don't want to be stuck in the back of the cafeteria, and you want to sit down. You want to be there in time to get a seat. But you know what grandparents are, Liz? They are slow-moving, wily veterans. You know, isn't that your term?
1: (laughs) Yeah, wily wily veterans. veterans.
0: Okay. Well, these are slow-moving, wily veterans because grandparents—they've, you know, they've been to programs before. And they have the ability to block the aisles, clog the halls. They they can save multiple seats, and then they just sit there and smile, right? That like they've done nothing wrong. Like you can't <laughs> you can't push past them to get a good seat. You know what I mean? You yeah. just you just mm-hmm. have to you have to go with it. But um, so that was one of our interests was getting to school early enough so that we would get. good seat for the program because you really don't want to miss the fourth graders on the recorder. I mean, they're (laughs) amazing. They're amazing. All right, Leanne. Leanne, this is a pro tip that I would give to every grandparent, everyone that is going to be a special person to a child for, you know, for a school visitation day. Okay. It is the reason why you should keep up your exercise program, whatever it is, the treadmill, the bike, The Pilates class, you know why? Because there is a classroom visit portion of Grandparents' Days. And you know what that means, Leanne? That means little chairs. Okay. Yes. Right. Little (laughs) chairs. chairs in the classrooms okay and you know i mean god bless you when you have to sit in those pre k chairs oh my gosh <laughs> but when you go to these classrooms that they have an interactive you know a little thing for you to sit down in the little chairs and work through with your grandchild, okay? Maybe it's a word search, or maybe you are, you know, putting feathers on a turkey, or you're drawing your turkey meal, whatever it is, but you have to sit in the little chairs,
1: okay? So uh, I think
0: you so you're talking, league?
1: you're talking core strength. they are talking, Yes, Liz. You know, quiet <laughs> strength. Yes. Okay. Got yes. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay.
2: Balance. You need to sit and get up out of the yeah. little chairs. Without so- the chair
0: attached to you. Yes. That <laughs> is key. Okay. Yeah. So I'm saying, you know, like if you have time go in training now, just, you know, you're going to, you're going to sit in those chairs. I mean, so, and it's a little treacherous because in the lower classrooms, you have the little chairs that you have to contend with. But when you get to the upper grades, we have a grandson who's in eighth grade. We had to go to the eighth grade science. Yikes. Okay. Interactive activity. And gosh, my husband has a PhD. I was like, I don't (laughs) think I can do this puzzle. No, I'm out i'm out i don't know all the parts to a cell now there's so many more parts and there used to be you see what i mean so you may yes. want to brush up uh depending on you know the subject matter you may want to brush up on that but um it was a great day and uh it was so great for the grandchildren and you know to to be there to you know to to share that excitement with their grandkids. Um, I say this, I think I've given you these, uh, these, you know, the parking, the program, Mm -hmm. little chairs. Okay. And uh, just some basic uh, skills in math and science. You'll be fine. Okay.
2: (laughs) Oh, the, the school in my neighborhood had their grandparents in special day day this week, and they have a, a couple of roving golf carts, So for grandparents to park and then they drive them back in the golf carts. Yes. They've thought that through. So you're right, Jill. You're right.
1: (laughs) Wow. So much excitement this week. Well, of course, you know, really coming up once you get through all these special days at school is Thanksgiving. Leanne, I thought your uh, issue of Pep Talk last Friday, where your theme was Embrace the Unexpected, for Thanksgiving, it was a particularly great issue of pep talk. So thank
2: you, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, Claire Tansy really threw me last week with a lot of eggplant recipes for Thanksgiving. <laughs> as a New Englander, I was like, "Is that allowed? Are we allowed to have eggplant <laughs> meals with capers? Does that? Can we do that?" But I think we can do it. We can do yeah. it, can't we, Liz?
1: Yes. So as a matter of fact, I am going to do it. So Claire, thank you for suggesting the egg eggplant caponata. Um, especially as a vegan side. So I got permission from Leon to actually make the eggplant caponata. <laughs> so I'm going for it. I'm going for it so much that this weekend I even made a test batch. Sisters. Way to go,
0: Liz. I mean, that's, you're really a
1: cooking pro now. Yeah, you know, with yeah. The test batch. So the test batch is delicious. There are few adjustments I would make. I think I needed to chop things smaller, uh, but <laughs> otherwise delicious. Now- <laughs> Now, the next radical choice I have made, Julie, that I got Leanne's permission from for is that, you know, I'm the bringer of the seafood for Thanksgiving, even though that is a little bit unexpected in some homes because, you know, in the past, never really cooked. I would just show up with the big platter of like good shrimp and crab's legs and things that we would have during the appetizer portion of the day. And who doesn't love shrimp? Everybody Mm -hmm. loves
0: fresh shrimp. Mm -hmm. Except it- for people who are allergic to seafood, yeah. Yes. But then, yeah right. yes. but many of
1: them like shrimp. They just can't eat it. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I trust you to make your own choices about whether or not you should be eating it. So, um, but this year I decided to go with oysters and because I love oysters the most of all. But then I, I went, I actually took like a warm-up trip to Santa Monica Seafood to talk to the oyster people, like the people behind the counter to ask if they could, shuck them for me so I don't have to shuck myself um, several dozen oysters and no they can't do that that is not a service that they provide at the store so then I thought okay well I did you may recall the cooking with Liz episode last St. Patrick's Day where I taught myself how to shuck an oyster so I, I do know how to do it I'm just I just don't really want to. So I decided that, well, when you grill an oyster, they pop open on their own. So maybe that's the way to go. But obviously I needed permission from the hostess. Like, is grilled oyster gonna work with your plan, Leon? And you were surprisingly enthusiastic. And I would like to thank you for that. (laughs) Yes,
2: we are having the appetizer portion outside. It's supposed to be a beautiful day. Um, just keeping everybody safe. We have some older folks coming, and so just want to get that fresh air out there and, uh, and and keep some distancing. So a little bit of food theater in the first couple of hours would be great. And our grill is right there where we'll be already having appetizers. So uh, have food that, theater. Ooh, so yes. Much.
1: Thank you, Julie. I just want to say that. Can you believe that? I am providing the food theater. I mean this. This, watching this
0: you, is watching. I book mean, is not I, a I, I, I can't. I I just really can't. And so here's our what mom I'm would here. be so proud of you, Liz. She would okay. be so proud. She so would just, not believe it. She would not believe it. She <laughs> would not la- allow you to do food theater no. at no, her no. Thanksgiving. No. But. She would be proud of you, Liz. Well,
1: actually, that's a good reminder that mom used to make a very special stuffing with oysters in it. And so this is just a touch of Edna, but served up differently. So I'm going to grill the oysters and then put a little dollop of the butter and Guinness sauce that I made when I made it on Cooking with Liz. Anyway, I'm very excited. Um, Embrace the unexpected. That's what we're doing out here for Thanksgiving. Right, Liz. I'm excited
2: for it. And Colin, my older, my younger son actually said the other day, "It's incredible, Aunt Liz can cook now." When I <laughs> when I, I described the oysters that would be happening. <laughs> yeah. it's no one is more shocked than me. <laughs> all right, before we get to all the business news, we're just going to do a little World Cup discussion. Of course, the World Cup this year is in Qatar. Yes, we've spent the last 10 years teaching ourselves to say Cutter, because that's what Julie told us to say, that the country was pronounced Cutter. But yesterday, it was the opening of the World Cup, and every single announcer and every single ad on TV and every single promo said Qatar. So fine, we're just going to say Qatar, because even though Amer- it's not
0: right, and people- it's not right,
2: it's incorrect, no. but that's yes. how Americans want to produce it, pronounce it. So we're just going to bend to that will over here at Satellite Sisters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, okay, okay. only for the World Cup.
1: After
2: the
0: World Cup, we're going to go back to calling a cutter,
1: please. Exactly.
2: Okay, Okay. exactly. Julie, we will do that now. uh, We're going to we're going to talk about sort of a, a primer for the World Cup. But first, we just have to acknowledge that it is a complete bummer that the World Cup, which should be a fun, festive world sporting event, is being hosted by such a terrible country, because it could be a really nice lift to the world this year. So much like the Beijing Winter Games from a couple of years ago, that was great to watch the athletes and terrible to sort of participate in the in the spectacular that was Beijing. Uh, we just have to kind of Get over that. These stupid sportocrats in the world, in FIFA, which runs uh, world soccer, that they gave it to this terrible country that is known basically for their terrible policies on anything that we support here. Women, immigrants, the LGBTQ community, human rights, like they have terrible records on all those. And we want to acknowledge that, and the compliance of FIFA to go along with all those terrible things that those country does—all awful, kind of a bummer. Liz, you've actually been to Doha. Like, what what was it like there when you I went? I have.
1: You know, I I just gotta say, you really do have to feel for the athletes in these situations. When I went to Doha, it was the fall of 2019, because another sporting organization, World Athletics, had awarded the World Track and Field Championships to. Cutter, Qatar—I forget which. <laughs> so, um, you know, and there is a corruption in some of these sports organizations that they just really don't care where they hold their events as long as the money is big enough. And the athletes obviously don't get a, jo- a choice; they don't get to participate in that. So, FYI, uh, Doha or Qatar is a terrible place to have an outdoor track meet. It was—they had to hold the marathon at midnight because it's so dang hot there. This was mm-hmm. late September, early October. So now it's a little bit cooler, but not by a lot. And so that's why they have to air condition the stadiums there. Like we were just in the one stadium for the world cup. They have built what, like six more eight, or something. Eight, eight, yeah. Eight stadiums eight. total. So imagine this, these are outdoor stadiums that are air conditioned. So really there goes your carbon footprint people. Yeah. I know I know they said they used solar panels in a bunch of the new ones that they built. That was not the case uh, when we were there. And whenever I go anywhere, you know, I've worked in a lot of places all over the world. I always I try to have an open mind about the culture and the people. And so I as I was watching the World Track and Field Championships and looking around at the very few people in the stands, I just I couldn't help. But contrast the female athletes who were out there on the track competing their hearts out with the very few female spectators that there were there who had to be completely covered in black, even though it was like 110 degrees out. And I just that's I just found that there was a cognitive dissonance for me Mm -hmm. that I had a really hard time getting over. And by the way, I know that FIFA and the Qatari government last week made the controversial decision that uh, no Budweiser will be sold in the stadiums. But ladies, um, it's not so bad, because when you get there, you'll realize there are no ladies rooms in these stadiums. (laughs) Okay, that's a hazard. Yes, okay. (laughs) Really a hazard. Anyway, it's I I really feel for the athletes because they are there to do their jobs and compete at their best. And all of this other stuff that they have no control over just swirls around them. Yeah.
2: Worth repeating. No ladies rooms in the stadiums. The implication, <laughs> of course, is that women are not expected even, yes. to, to uh, are allowed to even to go to these sporting events. All right. So so acknowledged. Now, uh, here's the primer. We're already into it. I mean, it started yesterday. It started with, uh, a, you know, a Ecuador versus uh. Qatar. And um, it was just great to see the Qatari athletes. They didn't win, but there's a lot of pressure on them. So you have to feel for them. I always enjoy Ecuador. So I was happy they won. It's a month long tournament for those of you who are new. What we're in now is the group play stage. Okay. This is where four countries battle it out. Two will make it out of the group play to go into the knockout rounds, okay? The U.S. is considered to be in the toughest group. That's because in their group, which is a draw, they drew England, which apparently is Julie's favorite team. Who knew? No, but no, Um, my favorite
0: team is the U.S. Okay? You asked a trick question at the beginning of the show, and I explained my answer, which is out of... I, I get out of sympathy to England, okay? <laughs> okay? Okay. I personally enjoy
2: the fact that they can never win. That is, delights me. All right. Okay, well, that, so you
0: need to analyze your motives.
2: There. That's true. That's true. Okay? That is true. Okay. Acknowledge, Julie, acknowledge. Okay, okay, so the U.S. is in this group with England, Wales, and Iran. Okay, so they, uh, they tied Wales yesterday. It was a draw, as they say. And they really need to... Beat England on Friday. So that is very exciting. But a shout out to the Iranian team. Again, tremendous pressure on them. Those Iranian players, obviously all men, the coaching staff, all men, they did not sing the national anthem. They stood in solidarity with the women of that country, incredibly moving. So I know we're not supposed to talk about politics and sports in the same place, but it's impossible for a world stage to separate those two. Mm -hmm. Very impressed with the Iranian team. I wish them all the best in the tournament and when they get out. But we have a lot of a lot of a lot of matches to play. These top two need to get out clean. The US tied. They need to beat England on Friday. So this is it. The big game for you. If you're new and you want to watch the World Cup, you want to get into it, US versus England, Black Friday. And it's on Fox. It's on a big old network. You don't need a streaming no service. So easy. No <laughs> easy.
0: That's right. No.
2: The, all games really are on Fox. You can find them on FUBO TV as well, but just Turn on Fox TV anytime for the next month and you will see all the games there. But England v. U.S. on Black Friday. There you go. Okay. Excited? Everybody excited? I know. Excited with the caveat. Excited with the caveat. Mm
1: -hmm. All right,
2: coming up next, we have all the business news you need to stun your relatives at the Thanksgiving table. (laughs) Stay with us. We want to thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of Satellite Sisters and a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate that kind of support. And listeners, if you love Satellite Sisters, we really believe you're going to love ButcherBox, where you can get incredible deals on premium cuts of beef. And deals this good are hard to come by even at the grocery store. All right, what we love about ButcherBox? Convenience. High-quality meat and seafood you can trust that shows up right at your doorstep with free shipping always. And you can curate that customized box plan. And you know who this is perfect for, Jewel? No, Leanne, what? The meal preppers in your life. Okay, meal prepping now is being taken to a whole new level. We used to just think of it as making a few things on Sunday, but no, people are on top of it. They are planning out their meals for the week, and Butcher Box is designed for this. It's perfect. You get these proportioned. You know, high quality meat servings that come right in. It's right in your freezer. You can look ahead for the week ahead and go, okay, I've got chicken, I've got the salmon, I've got the scallops, oh, I've got steak tips. Fantastic, my week is done. So if you're a meal prepper, you're getting organized with your meals this week, Butcher Box is for you. I absolutely love the quality. This is exactly how I plan my meals. Looking in my freezer, what do I have? Let's go. So we wanna tell you, Satellite Sisters, about a great deal. The key to becoming a meal prep master? Stay stocked up on the essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have: 3 pounds of chicken thighs, 2 pounds of ground beef, or 1 pound of premium steak tips, for free in every order for a whole year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free offer and get $20 off. That's right. ButcherBox.com slash SISTERS and use code SISTERS to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and we want to thank our friend Jenny Kane. Hi, Jenny. We love <laughs> Jenny Kane. We know, you know it's a California brand through and through, and we love their staples because it makes getting dressed so easy. Minimalist, effortless, but totally refined. And hello, Julie Dolan, that's kind of you. Minimalist, effortless, and totally refined.
0: What have you been wearing from Jenny Kane this week? Leon? I love the Cocoon Cardigan. It's perfect for the hot again, cold again weather we're having. You know, this is sweater weather. And you can just pop on that cardigan. And even if you're wearing something schlumpy underneath, all of a sudden you look elevated and you're ready to go.
2: You look minimalist, ever listen totally refined when you wear the cocoon cardigan? Yes, I do, leigh uh, I get compliments on it, too, because it's just the perfect thing to put on. Well, that's why we love Jenny Kane, is that everything is beautifully designed and really flatters the wearer. So we want to encourage you to check out everything over at JennyKane.com. You're going to find your new uniform. What is it that you want to put on that just perks up your your presentation? Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off their first order when they use code SISTERS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at JennyKane.com. And Jenny Kane is spelled J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E. JennyKane.com, promo code SISTERS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thanks, Jenny. We're the Satellite Sisters, Leanne, Liz, and Julie here. And whew, stay tuned at Buckle Up, as Julie always says. This is a supersized, bitter business bureau. Ah, oh, Liz, you're calling this This Week in Fraud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right. yes. What a week. I mean, well, you know, we love our Bitter Business Bureau stories. Many of them have fraud at the core. But this week, so many, there were so many that we each get one, you know, so <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm starting with the Theranos story. So, Theranos is the blood testing company that was started by Elizabeth Holmes. She raised $945 million from all these super duper impressive investors, including Rupert Murdoch and Larry Ellison of Oracle and George Shultz, the former secretary of state. So at its peak, Theranos was valued at $9 billion, which made her a billionaire on paper. But none of it was real, people. (laughs) None none of it was real. They finally, they took her down. She was convicted of fraud. And last Friday was the uh, sentencing. Did I listen? Yes, of course I listened. Of course. Liz, I, so we
0: count on you to do the deep <laughs> dive research. We know if you could have been in that courtroom to hear the sentencing, you would be you would have been there, right?
1: Here's what I was doing, Julie. I had a live stream of it was like the ABC affiliate in uh Silicon Valley was doing it live. They said it would just take a few minutes. It took four hours. Four hours. There, wow. was, a lo- there was a lot going on in that courtroom. Wow. And so I had I had the live stream from Silicon Valley of the people that couldn't see anything. And then I was also following the Twitter feed of their reporter who was actually in the room. So basically, he was tweeting, I was reading that, then they were reading it out loud on the live stream on the news. And we were just all thinking about it and talking about it. So um, yeah, so she got sent to jail for 11 years. She got It seemed like
0: a pretty stiff sentence, Liz. Yeah,
1: yeah, it did. And now she went to jail for defrauding the investors. That's actually what she was convicted of. But what really came home to me as I was listening to what happened in the courtroom is the great harm that she did to many of her employees And of course, to the people that got the bogus test, but just to talk about the people that worked at Theranos for a second. At one point, there was like an opportunity for a victim impact statement. So the guy who is George Shultz's son and Tyler Shultz's father spoke. And you may recall, Tyler Shultz was the one who was one of the big whistleblowers that brought the whole thing down. But as George Shultz's grandson, His own grandfather, who was on the board of the company, refused to believe him. So the father got up in court and just talked about how it tore the entire family apart. And it was it was very moving. And it really just reminds you of the human cost of this. In addition to the the, you know, the nine hundred and forty five million dollars, like what it takes when someone is running a company. And, you know, she was. She was just awful to the people that worked for her who disagreed with her. So I'm just going to say this, that there's, you know, her whole defense was, I just believed in my dream too much. Well, that's just false. That is just, you don't do what she did, sort of hound the people inside your company. Uh, She had them followed by private investigators. She would just, she would tear people apart. So sorry, Elizabeth, I'm not buying it. That's what she said. She just believed
0: in her dream too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like She was, you know, it's the fake it until you make it mentality. Yes. That that was that was really her defense. Like, of course, this is what everyone in Silicon Valley does. They fake it until they make it. So she was, you know,
1: she was faking it. She Uh, just did not. She regrets her behavior, though, Leon. She said she really (laughs) regrets doing this. But, you know, it's more than just regretting losing the 945 million dollars like do you really regret remember one of her most senior people committed suicide right yeah like this was this is a terrible drama if you if you haven't read john carrie roo's book and you're interested in the story at all i recommend it anyway so on the one hand i'm glad she's going to jail she deserves it on the other hand this sam bankman freed we're about to talk about in the fdx thing he better go to jail too because i need to <laughs> i need hey, yes. to I need to see some guys go to jail. I'm just going to say that. Like the, how come she's the only one going to jail? Can you imagine how much bad behavior there is? I, I just think there's a lot more bad behavior than we are actually prosecuting. So I'm glad she's getting the book thrown at her. But I think there's a line of other people that also deserve it. So that's it. I'm out.
2: <laughs> okay. Liz, All great right. reporting. You stayed on this story. We appreciate it. And, you know, more to come because there are all kinds of appeals and whatnot. But um, but, yeah, I was she's really going to jail. And I believe that sentence has no parole. She is going to jail for 11 years. It's federal. It's a federal sentence. Right. Uh, And she has the two young children. So, yes. uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. So great. Uh, All right. So maybe other people will go to jail and they're going to be from Ticketmaster because last week, a lot of the satellite, the Satellite Sisters, Taylor Swift universe has a lot of crossover. So there was a day last week in America where there were moms and aunts and dads and uncles and grandparents and kids and teens and college students all logging on to try to get uh, Taylor Swift tickets. And here's what you need to know. It was a gigantic mess on the part of Ticketmaster. You know, there were pre sales and there were sales and the pre sales happened, but the sales didn't happen. And there were bots and the bots were buying all the tickets and then they were reselling them seconds after the tickets had opened. And is it Taylor's fault or Ticketmaster's fault? Well, I'll tell you what, it's not Taylor's fault. But anyway, <laughs> many people. It shouldn't
0: be that it shouldn't be that hard to buy tickets, right? It shouldn't, it sh- be, it shouldn't
2: be. It shouldn't be. But I, I don't know how many tickets you bought at Ticketmaster for concerts yeah. over the last five or six years. You know, I've queued in line, and you just you get the feeling when you're queuing in the Ticketmaster line that real fans have almost zero chance of buying face value tickets now. Like you can't believe how quickly the bots sweep in, they buy the tickets, and boom, they're on the resale market so quickly, like at 10.03, if tickets go on sale at 10, you don't even know you're buying resale tickets because it all looks the same. And it's just so demoralizing that you feel you could never get a legit ticket at face value price. So uh, here's the thing. Like, We used to wait in line for Ticketmaster tickets. Back in the day, kids who were listening in the backseat of their parents' car, we used to actually stand in a line. Oh, yeah. It wasn't called a queue, but it was a queue. And we would stand there for nine hours, you know, like just like you had to queue for Taylor, uh, the electronic queue for nine hours. But we could see the people in front of us getting the better
0: seats. You know, (laughs)
2: there was something genuine and authentico about that. And instead now, it just feels like you have no chance so so the swifties uh my best to you i know some of you on the satellite sisters facebook page you got tickets some of you didn't you know tickets will be out there in the universe remember the radio well they usually give away tickets too so start listening to radio stations again (laughs) uh and uh, i know my son and his roommate they each got four tickets they said they're the worst great yeah they got lucky, but you know they were queued for hours and hours. Uh, and um, they said they're the worst tickets in the place, but they're going to be going to the two LA dates. But um, and my son's roommate is taking his mom and her little sister, so that's oh, super nice. That's... Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but you know the DOJ is looking into Ticketmaster. I think we're happy about that, aren't we? We're happy about
1: If anyone can get justice, it's the Swifties. I yes. trust them.
0: So yes, Taylor, we believe in you. Okay, well, Liz had referenced earlier our third um, uh, sort of spectacular profile in fraud this week. And that is of the spectacular collapse of FTX, which was a platform uh, for selling and buying crypto assets. And it was run by a 30-year-old named Sam Bankman-Fried. Okay, and we're gonna get into that. But they um, they already have replaced placed him as CEO. They have declared bankruptcy. Their bankruptcy now is listed at $3.1 billion, but they expected the loss um, uh, from these from this company to to, ex- to really far exceed that like it's gonna it may be 10 billion dollars it may be 30 billion dollars the lawsuits are already happening they've brought in a new CEO to sort of stabilize the situation uh, a man named John Ray, uh, Jay, uh, John J. Ray, the third, and he oversaw the um, dismantling and the bankruptcy of Enron. And his quote is Never in my career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls, such as a complete absence of trustworthy financial information, as occurred here. He said, FTX appears to be run by a very small group of inexperienced. Unsophisticated and potentially compromised individuals. Liz, that's quite a statement, don't you? <laughs> That
1: is quite a statement. But you have the Enron guy saying, this is the worst thing I've ever this seen. This is the worst thing. Like, this is so
0: much worse than Enron. But there's, it's some of the details of how this FTX company and its uh, sister company, Almeida, were organized that I thought, when I started to read about it, I thought, well, it would be interesting to do a comparison with FTX and Mudbath Productions, which is our operating arm, okay? So <laughs> well, you know, okay. I've never thought of it as our operating arm, but yeah. Okay, well, first of all, Leanne, at FTX, they had no hr department whatsoever they had no positions they had no roles nothing is written down they had no guidance about what employees were going to do or not do and over at mudbath we have officers don't we Leanne? okay yes. don't we have officers yes you know? i say I mean, as, i'm the
2: sometimes listen i have to call each other and go are you the president or am i the president
0: <laughs> of the but, but we, we, have we have officers. We have officers. We have clearly delineated roles. Okay. Uh-huh. Everyone knows that. Okay. Okay. They had no accounting at FTX. Oh my they gosh. Were 32 billion. At one point they were worth $32 billion. They had no accounting. Okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know how many bank accounts they had. Okay. That is not our position. We have diane gray Don't <laughs> diane. yes, yes. Diane. diane longtime satellite sister listener she would she has put the controls in place we have we have right we have accounting responsibility mm-hmm. we pay our taxes ftx 32 billion dollars all these big highbrow companies and you know movie stars and athletes are investing and they had They had no financial accounting whatsoever.
1: No board, Liz. Do you think that's a good idea? They had no No. board of directors. Okay. Like I've been on board of directors. It's terrible being on the board of directors, but companies need boards of directors. They also had no finance chief and no head of compliance. And I feel like Diane is really both of those. for us. She's both in charge of our finances and keeps us in compliance. So thank you once again, Diane Gray. Okay, Leon. They have
0: raised this. Um, FTX raised uh, millions of dollars, and they would have pitch meetings. And they wrote about it um, in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. That Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, who was their CEO, he would go to these big-time pitch meetings where, you know, for Se- Sequoia Capital, which is one of the most esteemed uh, firms in the in Silicon Valley. And while he's making a pitch for them to invest in FTX or Almeida, he was simultaneously playing a video game. And it just made me think of the pitch meetings that you've gone to, Lynn, uh, where you had brought table tents to your <laughs> pitch meetings, right? I mean, no way would you be so distracted that you were playing a video game as you're asking for $10 million, right? No, no. I'm very
2: focused when I go into my pitch meetings. I wear a nice outfit. I know Sam enjoyed the t-shirts and shorts. And I yes. have ne- well, first of all, I've almost never played a video game in my life, but I certainly am focused on the people I'm pitching. I'm
0: respectful of their time
2: okay so
0: um we uh they also um sam bankman freed they operated out of um the bahamas and he had purchased a 40 million dollar penthouse uh, hmm. for for a number of the employees to hang hang out in. But in addition to that, he had paid $60 million for an additional plot of land in the Bahamas where he broke ground on the, uh, for FTX. And it, it was revealed today he bought a $15 million uh, vacation home for his parents to come to. Hmm. Now, over at Mudbath Productions, <laughs> Liz, you have your second bedroom, right? And that, that really that. Opera, uh, operates as our... Uh, <laughs> Her HQ, our uh-huh. operating yes. center. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And Sam Bankman-Fried also spent huge amounts of money feeding his staff. Okay. Thank goodness over at Mudbath, we have Leon with Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. She's feeding many of the members of our of our staff. I, I, sure. I like that. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, FTX also spent huge amounts of money on fleets of BMWs and Toyotas and sure. Hondas. Okay. Now we don't have that same car policy over at no, Mudback. Anyway, we
1: do not. No. But we
0: have Liz's car. She keeps much of the research and uh customer service and mail is in the back. It's in the back that was that was that was um pretty uh pretty good. Um uh-huh. Uh, he Sam Bankman fried also made enough money to um, he had a fifty-two foot uh, yacht. Okay, uh, I, we do not have any watercraft in our portfolio. No, 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 no.
1: no. But Liz uh-huh. does I do. I think it. we had. A, I think we had several boogie boards at one point. Okay. But those are okay. those were not corporate assets. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, there was
0: a great talk that among the 10 people that were living in the $40 million penthouse, it's reported um, by a number of those people that they were taking prescription drugs as a way to keep themselves going, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, us over at Mudbath, it's multivitamins, right? That's, yes, it's, it's ritual. Ritual, yeah. <laughs> and finally, sort of, I, I've saved the last, which is the whole polycule idea, Liz. Do you want to explain what that is over at <laughs> uh, Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX, how that operated?
1: Well, I had never even heard the word polycule, but I had heard the word polyamory. So apparently this 10 person group of the so-called executives of the company, they all lived in this 40 million dollar penthouse together and they were well, I don't even know how to story. It's just not what the Satellite Sisters would be doing. Okay. They were <laughs> well, all, all you know, living. again, I think with each other, it was all part of a thing. This was a lifestyle for them. Oh, our, our, our lifestyle yes. was very different. Very different. Well, yes. They said they were sex
0: positive and uh, they had this polyamorous uh, sort of lifestyle. But it, it made me think over at Mudbath, we have shared bedrooms before. <laughs> um, as children, there was a lot of swapping around of rooms. Uh, uh,
1: i would say so- i would say julie we're sex positive but not with each other Ew.
0: <laughs> no i no i know that liz i know that i i know that i but i was just uh but i think as you go through this type of analysis you see that we're in a stronger financial position. We have more safeguards, controls. We have roles and we operate in a much more trustworthy way than this organization. So you're right, Liz. I hope this guy goes to jail. I mean, I I really do. I hope him and that whole group up on the top penthouse floor, maybe his parents as well, who are both law professors uh, at Stanford, maybe they should go to jail too because there was... This is
1: not right. Uh, uh, Here's the thing. It's the same as with Theranos. Big time investors were investing in this company. How are you giving someone a billion dollars where he doesn't know what bank accounts he has? He doesn't have a board of directors. He doesn't have a finance chief or a complaint. How is that happening? You know, and so it's just this cult of personality that Elizabeth Holmes got away with, and apparently this guy did too. You know, he just like people were just taken in by his whole. Oh, he's this young genius. No, he's like he's like a kid who knows nothing. I think another thing that that guy said, oh, which you quoted Julie, is that this was just a very small group of inexperienced, unsophisticated, and potentially right. compromised individuals. It would be like, Leon, imagine if your sons. Yeah. I mean, okay. Who are probably more experienced in sophisticated yes. business ways than this guy. They put together a business and they were out there raising like, you know, 10, 20, $30 billion. They were just walk, walking into meetings. Doing, it's just, it's just crazy that people are falling for I these know. pitches. It's- all right, but yeah. Well, you know
2: what's crazy speaking of my sons is that a lot of these investors that they defrauded, I mean, they were the big names sure, but a lot of them are just young people in their 20s, you know. Exactly. And so for them the 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 money that they spent on this fake currency that was always fake, you know, that matters to them, the 3, 4, 5,000 yes. that they invested. Yes, it it's it's yeah. gone now. So it's a little bit like the Theranos thing where you said the employees like it mattered to them. This is the same thing. We can all yes. sort of laugh and joke about about celebrities getting defrauded, but you know a lot of the investors were people like my son So you know it's that, and that's
0: that stinks. That stinks. Yeah. Right. Okay. Liz, the money. We want there you. are
2: real people. Yes, Liz,
0: <laughs> we want you on this case. We want you now to follow this as closely as you did. <laughs> now that the Theranos case is wrapping up, it seems like you might have some free time to go deep on this one too.
1: Okay, well, I gotta say one last bit of business news, which is worth talking about over the Thanksgiving table, is that the guy who is the exact opposite of Sam Bankman Freed, well, his name is Bob Iger. and he <laughs> just he just got put back in charge of the Walt Disney Company. So, um, in a uh, full disclosure, there was a time where we all worked for the Walt Disney Company. Right, right? right. Our our radio show was syndicated by ABC. So we were in the Disney family. And it's we amazing. enjoyed that too. Happily,
2: happily. We, loved, the, it we yes. loved it there. We loved it there. We were really it, sad
1: to go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just the free park visits. It was all of it. You know, <laughs> we went to a meeting one time where they had cookies at the meeting that were made of our logo. <laughs> this is the we Walt couldn't Disney. couldn't believe
0: it. Program.
1: <laughs> it was, i think the I greatest
0: think, thing i think Sheila put a couple of those in her pocket yes <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: anyway so the big shocker on sunday night uh is that they bob Iger had been running the walt disney company very successfully for 15 years he stepped aside there was a new guy put in charge his name is bob chapek who by the way bob Iger picked this guy to be in charge right. but then never quite left the stage you know he was the executive chairman and he was always around town sort of second guessing what new bob was doing because everybody loved old bob and uh <laughs> so the the big shocker announcement on sunday night was that uh new bob was out and old bob was coming back and there was you can practically hear the cheering in the streets here in los angeles i don't know what <laughs> people love bob Iger. um so a, yes. lot, a lot of the debate now is, was this a coup that Bob staged? Did he just want back in? And, you know, these these men, they like their power. They like the ego. Running the Walt Disney Company is a hard job, but it's a pretty good gig. So is it that Bob staged all of this? Or Fortune Magazine today says it was a senior staff rebellion. Well, who doesn't uh-huh. love that?
0: <laughs> but these were people who were loyal to Bob Iger and yes. uh, and were so were crit- critical of the new Bob. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, well, the, the new Bob a- did lose a lot of money in the last quarter, Liz. I mean, yes. that, oh, that, that's Oh,
1: they lost lost one and a half billion dollars in the last quarter on Disney Plus on the streaming service. But Julie, guess who launched Disney Plus? Guess whose idea Disney Plus was? Old Bob. Old Bob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so the guy basically got handed the company, and then the pandemic hit. I mean, not that I want to take New Bob's position on this, but like, yeah, it was a little rough out there. And all of those companies are failing right now: Netflix and Paramount Plus and all that. Like, that's a terrible business, anyway. So, was it a coup? Was it a senior staff rebellion? And people may remember that a few months ago, New Bob summarily fired my old boss, Peter Rice, when I worked there because National Geographic was part of this whole, but ultimately became all the same company. And I told you how much everyone loved Peter Rice and boom, New Bob got rid of Peter Rice. So, guess what they're saying now? Maybe old Bob is bringing back Peter Rice. It's going to be quite a show. If you like corporate intrigue, I mean, if you don't, I can't help you. But if you do, (laughs) (laughs) don't sit next to Liz at Thanksgiving. This is Liz's World Cup. This is your World Cup. This is really it. This is, I just think, this is going to require some close following. And oh, and one last disclosure as we mentioned at the top, Um, We're very close to the whole family here. And it's it's because Bob Iger's wife is Willow Bay. Willow Bay, I got to know uh, when she was the co-host with Ahmad Rashad of inside stuff uh the nba one of the really great nba tv shows uh Ooh, so, going you know, way back going way back yeah. that was so the Will- 90s yep yes willow and ahmad hosted this great show and then willow went on to become a journalist she got her MBA while she was hosting inside stuff all of that it's like she's super smart super nice so she has actually been a guest on satellite sisters yeah remember yeah um, yes. yes she she even invited Leanne and I, I mean, Julie, you would have been invited too if you lived in America at the time, to her book party, a very intimate little affair here in Brentwood. It was where, nice. Where Leon and I were standing around chatting with old Bob, chatting with... <laughs> so he is guy.
0: I mean can listeners uh make the connect the dots uh, were you involved at all in this group <laughs> are you one of the behind the scenes figured that has not been named that may come out with further uh, when further investigation
1: Julie I have not gotten the call but okay. um I am standing by if people just want my random opinions sure I'm happy to do okay. that <laughs> yes it, that would be fun but I know I mean, We were inside that company for a while, just as talent, as they say. But I do have friends that work there as actual executives. And wow, Leon, you at the top of the segment, you said drop yourselves in. Yeah, that's what they're doing over at the Walt Disney Company right now. Okay, it's just hilarious. Good,
2: Good tease. Good tease. Woo! All right. Well, that is there. You go. You're set for the whole Thanksgiving weekend. You got Theranos material. You got Ticketmaster. You got Bob Iger. You have FTX. Go for it. Good luck at your Thanksgiving table. (laughs) Leon and Julie here from Satellite Sisters, and you know we love pros. Pros is the custom hair care system that is truly made to order, and we are big proponents of pros here at Satellite Sisters. Thank you, pros, for supporting us and for supporting our hair goals. I mean, Julie, I am trying to get my hair in shape for my book tour, which starts in a little bit. I am going to be out and about. I'm going to be walking into rooms. I've got to get going. I got to make sure the hair looks good because people are looking. What do you think, Jill? Give me your honest assessment of my my pro's progress.
0: Leon. I'm looking at your hair on the screen, and it looks great. It's it's full of body. It's bouncy. Whoa, look at that. Just when you zhuzh it up like that, it's amazing. I mean, you don't have any of that dryness you used to have in your hair, you know? Uh, you make me a little jealous, Leon. You got some good-looking hair going there. Thank you. You know what?
2: I have seen a giant difference since I've been on the whole pros regime. I take the hair vitamins that are, you know, specifically prescribed for me. Uh, they, I took the hair quiz. They analyzed my hair type. They know where I live. They know uh, in terms of the weather. They know how, how often I go swimming. They know this. They know that. I take the vitamins. I use the shampoo, the conditioner, the post-leave-in uh, conditioner when I'm in a really dry place or it's the winter season. And I do think I'm making a lot of progress. Thank you, Julie. I, I appreciate that. Uh, if you want to make progress with your hair, check out Prose Custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today, plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Okay, so that's great. 50% off your first subscription order, plus 15% off and free shipping every subscription order after that. Go to pros.com slash sisters. And pros, you know, is P-R-O-S-E pros.com slash sisters for your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. Thanks pros. Thanks for my hair. Hi all, it's Leanne Dolan from Satellite Sisters. And you know what my definition of self-care is? Any product from oseamalibu.com. That's right. We love the beautiful body care products at oseamalibu.com. And we love that they've supported Satellite Sisters for a long time. That's how it works. The sponsors support us. You support the sponsors. We continue to produce Satellite Sisters content for you. And you know what? We do it with really great looking skin. This is the year of Undaria Algae Body Butter. If you have not tried this amazing product yet, 2024 is your year because Andaria Algae Body Butter is Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable product. It makes a glowing choice for achieving your new year body care and self-care goals. I got to tell you, you put this stuff on. First of all, we've said it before, you want to eat it. Secondly, you put it on, it makes your skin feel so smooth and hydrated, and that lasts for days. You know, have you ever had a beauty product that kind of fades out and an hour later you're like, what happened there? Not the case with the famous Andaria Algae Body Butter. It's not your typical body butter, and that's why it works better. It's made with ingredients that's normally reserved for your face, like the Andaria Seaweed and the Ceramides, and it can transform your dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and subtle. So make it happen in 2024. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our Satellite Sisters and Misters. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. You get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off.
0: And we're back, and it's time for Entertaining Sisters, and this will be a fantastic topic to discuss over turkey. Can I say that <laughs> this is sort of a rare Entertaining Sisters follow-up? Usually, we don't. I know we just have to keep moving, we have to keep talking about things. But remember the book that I talked about a couple of, um, I think, a couple of months ago, uh, called "The uh, Remarkably Bright Creatures," and it's about an octopus right? That's the main character. And I said, Mm -hmm. that's the part of the book that I liked the best was the octopus. And I was a little harsh. I was listening back. I was a little harsh on the rest of the book. It's a perfectly fine book. But here was an incredible study that one of my friends from the book club sent to me uh, that broke this week with the headlines. You, You need to discuss this at Thanksgiving. Do you realize that some octopus species may deliberately throw stuff to defend their personal space. Yes, Mm. sisters, that is right. Octopus, Octopus have been known to like thrash around in the water, okay? But now researchers have proof, they have evidence that these creatures with all their arms, they can throw stuff. Mm And other animals, okay, and that's a pretty uncommon behavior in animals. That's uh, and that they can be very deliberate about who they're trying to hit too. I mean, they had they had one octopus they were watching. She threw seventeen different objects Leanne, in sixty minutes. Wow, that's and she was. And she managed to hit nine octopuses. <laughs> so she has a pretty good aim as well. In fact, they get so mad that they were throwing stuff at the researchers that were trying to watch them throw stuff at the other octopus. Okay? Okay. I don't believe that. That's not true. <laughs> yes, Lynn. That's, that is true. Okay. This is I mean, it's this is it's really rare to have this kind of aggressive form of behavior and the, as what they call um, non-human projectile use. They are just <laughs> throwing stuff. And why do they do this, Liz? You know why they do this? No, I don't. They are depend, They are defending their personal space. Mm-hmm. OK, they get worked up another octopus or or researcher is around and is bugging them maybe they have a baby octopus there or maybe they just want to be alone so Mm -hmm. they pick up the rocks and the shells and they're throwing it at the other animals yeah i guess then
1: for the same reason humans throw
0: things yeah which is (laughs) the same reason you know in the legendary dolan family there was the clog throwing incident and uh, among two sisters that will not but not be named but i think now in light of this octopus story we can clearly see that it was an issue of personal space (laughs) that was being (laughs) invaded right (laughs) yeah thank you i just think i just think the thought the image of the octopus with all those arms throwing things is it's it's something amazing. It just it's seems very, like
1: a cartoon. It's it very does. Car- <laughs> it's very cartoony which is why I find it entertaining.
0: <laughs>
2: All right, speaking of entertaining, we have more entertaining sisters recommendations here. I'm up first. I want to recommend Loot And that is a new half hour comedy over on Apple Plus. And it has a really funny concept. Maya Rudolph is the star and she stars as sort of a more self-absorbed Mackenzie Scott. So imagine this: she is the very, very wealthy divorced wife of a tech genius. And so she starts to give away her money. But, you know, philanthropy is something she's paid absolutely no attention to for the last 20 years so she decides to start showing up at her foundation and that creates a lot of havoc with the people at the foundation but a lot of very very funny situations so if you are interested in sort of the idea of like rich people giving money away but done in a very maya rudolph way i really enjoyed it eight episodes very charming cast A lot of great locations. Maya Rudolph has a wonderful wardrobe. Really smartly written. Totally enjoyed it. Loot over on Apple Plus.
1: Okay. Well, as long as we're talking pluses, I have a recommendation on Disney Plus. On uh, Sunday night, it was Elton John's final concert at uh, Dodger Stadium. Final concert in the United States, I should say. And it was at Dodger Stadium here in Los Angeles. And first of all, I got to say, like, I started seeing in my, you know, social feed like so many people I knew that were there. Yeah, everybody
2: I knew was there. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I thought, why didn't I go? (laughs) What's up? I just think I'm not out of like pandemic mode yet, Julie. I just not that I consciously thought about going. I just think I, I don't think about going out as much as I used to because I've just learned to not go out. And so Mm -hmm. everyone there looked like they were having barrels of fun. Yes. Most most people went in costume uh, that you could see. And I was just I was really mad at myself that I did not get up and get out and go to that. Plus, it was it was a great performance. Um, you know, I mean, what a hit machine, Elton John. Right? Oh yes, yeah. But you know, he also had Dua Lipa there with him. The singer Kiki D came out, so they they could do there. Kiki 1970- D. Oh my yeah. gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that go takes me back. heart. Kiki, I D, know. Exactly. Yes, and Brandy Carlisle was there. They sang "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me" together. Anyway, beautiful, beautiful show. But one other piece of like behind the scenes Disney drama. <laughs> They were yeah. the the involving the, the old Bob's and the new Bob's. What <laughs> <They> were, <laughs> the new Bob was supposed to be there, Julie, but guess who didn't show? They were, <laughs> you know, ABC had on the American <laughs> Music Awards on Sunday night, and then all the executives were going to go to like Elton John on Disney Plus, and all of a sudden, like mid mid performance at the AMAs executives just started disappearing Julie they just started they were all getting the tweets that like old Bob was back so they just ditched new Bob they all left anyway again if you care about these kinds of things <laughs> when they make the movie that's going to be a very funny scene yeah. when everybody all of the Disney executives just get up and start leaving these giant performances that's that especially
2: awesome. if they're dressed like Elton John in the Dodger in the in, in the sequent Dodger uh, Dodger uniform that's going to be great yeah that's a, that's
1: gonna be good okay uh speaking of dysfunctional groups let's talk about the crown uh, oh yeah so you know this weekend I just decided okay I don't, why have I been putting off the new season of the crown like I just needed to dig in I wasn't feeling great so I so I just sort of laid on my living room couch and watched the first four episodes of this season season five and you know I'm not digging it Oh, really? I really, and I just want to know what other people think about the crown. I'm trying to figure out why it just seems so dark and so sad. And I think maybe it's because this is stuff that i knew that we lived through and right. so it's just like being reminded of like all the bad stuff that went on with the family and like the what the what queen elizabeth called the honor honest horribilis you know yes. so like it's more like reliving stuff that you lived through i mean i didn't even care about it that much the first time so there's just something sadder about that plus they have they, they have all the, the Romanovs all being assassinated. Like, I did not expect that. I didn't know that they were cousins. That, that was very sad. And then there's also, there, it's clearly like they're trying to rehabilitate the image of Charles, I think. I, okay. see, I see hands at work here you know, first of all, casting Dominic West as Charles, I mean, he's so attractive, Dominic. Right. West. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: and and is, is is Camilla rehabilitated? I mean, I think that's part of it. I just, you know, just as you said, you know, this part of the history and it's definitely the dark, dark period. And I yeah, just is. reluctant yeah. to watch
1: it. You know, I think I'm I think I'm dreading all the bad things that are going to happen to Diana, you know, and I don't know what actually happens in this season versus the next season, which will be the final season, which they're shooting now. I don't know. So I, it's like, I hated it. It's okay. I was just sort of wondering why I was finding it so depressing. That's all. So that's just me. Did you watch any of it, Julie at all? No, not yet. I've been, you know, I've sort of been, I haven't wanted to watch it uh,
0: for many of the reasons that you just talked about. Okay.
1: And Leon, you're out. You don't. You don't yeah, like you the crown at it. all, right?
0: I don't like the crown. No, I think it's boring. I st- <laughs> I
1: well, don't, the-
0: don't mention that at Thanksgiving, Leon. Okay, <laughs> so that that will be controversial. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So now I have a big question for the holiday season. I I'm, I may not finish watching the season of the Crown. I don't know, but what is the big Thanksgiving movie? Isn't there always supposed to be like a movie we're all supposed to go see over Thanksgiving? Yeah, the holiday yeah. movie. Yes. What happened? What is it?
0: Is, <laughs> I mean, again, it is that old Bob's fault or is yes. it or it new all Bob? Goes
1: back to the the Disney drama. But what are we supposed to go see this weekend? As far as I can tell, the only thing that is the big family movie is the uh, the one called Glass Onion, which is the new Knives Out. I don't know. Oh right, yeah, right. Are, are we going okay. to see that? Are people going to see that? I
0: don't know. I don't think you, there's no, nothing else. I think I'm my my new Thanksgiving movie is World Cup. That's what I'm going to oh, do. For, okay. Uh, in in lieu of going to the movies. Okay. Yeah,
2: I would I would agree. Again, I just want to repeat: U.S. versus England on Black Friday going to be great. Middle of the day, somewhere on Fox TV. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, I haven't been to a movie in a long time in a theater. Sorry. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, new Bob and old Bob. I'm sorry <laughs> to both.
1: <laughs> I went to a movie this weekend and I just really enjoyed being in the theater. So I'm going to try to pick something to go to this weekend. But that's why I was wondering why. And then the other movie I want to see, which I shunned when it first came out, that movie that's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So did anyone see that? With
2: no, but I, I thought, I,
1: yeah, I didn't, but I wanted to. I feel like I'm going to need to watch that because I just, you know, mainly because I'm following the whole Disney story. I listen to a lot of these entertainment (laughs) industry podcasts and people are picking this for some Oscar noms. And so I'm like, huh, really? Maybe I got to go see that. Anyway, I'm open. I'm open to suggestions. So if you're in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group and you want to suggest like what movies to see this weekend, have at it. I'm I'm looking for entertainment.
2: All right. A couple of things to put on your calendar. Yes, that's right. We are having our big Satellite Sisters holiday wrap party that is going to be live on YouTube. It's going to be Sunday, December 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern 4 p.m pacific that is live so here's what we want you to do we want you to smash that subscribe button over there at the satellite sisters youtube channel uh and you can post your toast we will be reading posts uh we will be reading toasts that day during the during the youtube live to be eligible to win we're going to be giving away uh, a satellite sisters pashmina we want you to post your toast under the video in the comments and then subscribe to the channel so liz you did it a pre-video video I did. that's I what did. people should look for where you yeah, explain
1: like
0: so it's, see- it's like a test batch yeah. yeah
1: if you see the video that says post your toast Click on the video, watch the video. You'll get all the information about the holiday wrap party and about the contest. And it's under that video in the comments section where you should just uh, post your toast. And then everyone who posts a toast there will go into a drawing to win the Pashmina. It's going to be very exciting. Very yes. very exciting,
2: and people have done that. They this is this sounds complicated, but people have found the Satellite Sisters YouTube channel. They found the video, and they have posted their toasts.
1: Right, Liz? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, but more, more, more. You have until Sunday December December eleventh to post your toast. So right. get on it. Maybe just do that this weekend. Just you kind know, of think of. <laughs>
2: All right. So the holiday wrap party, Sunday, December 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Also, I want to mention our last show of 2022 is coming up. Last year, we started something we've decided to carry it on. It was really fun in the last podcast of the year. to talk about, uh, look what we did. Remember that? Remember the pandemic when we yes. just started posting like small things we had done, but it was yeah. so much fun to see people's pictures and to read people's, um, posts about what they had done over the year, what they had accomplished, the big stuff, the little stuff, the stuff that was important to them. So we want to encourage you once again to post your look what I did posts over at the Facebook group, or you can actually just email them to us at hello at satellite That's right. Liz, we have an email. Don't we that's
1: the Is
0: more <laughs> than FTX had at their
1: okay. Yes, hello at satellitesisters.com is where you can email us, and we have a website, Julie, satellitesisters.com. I think more than FTX had. <laughs> yes, you know, we're so much better organized than that $32 billion uh, corporation. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> All right, so tell us what
2: you did this year. We we want to we want to see that and acknowledge that on our last show of the year, which is uh, December sixth, if I have that date right. All right, a big thank you to our engineer Sergio Enriquez. Thank you, Sergio. Uh, great to work with you as always. Emily Loudermilk is our graphic designer. Thanks, Emily. You can see Emily's work if you follow us on Instagram at Satsisters, Sisters or subscribe to Pep Talk, uh, our weekly newsletter. And to do that, go to our website and a little. Subscription notice will pop right up. Just fill in your email address. A big thank you to all of our advertisers on Satellite Sisters. And thanks to you who support these advertisers. Uh, it is what makes it possible for us to do the show. We do not have big time investors like Sequoia <laughs> or celebrities. We we rely on sort of old school methods of carrying on our work. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, all right. Our to-do
0: list for the week. Uh, Jewel, what do you got? My Thanksgiving involves a little road trip. um, And so I am just delighted that I'm not getting on a plane to travel for Thanksgiving. And you know the thing about a road trip? It's a car. And you know what you can do in a car? You can just put all your stuff in the car. And I love it. (laughs) So uh, if you could see the pile that's on my dining room table now of everything that's going in the car, because it's a car, it's not the plane. uh, I've got literally everything but the kitchen sink. And I might take that, too, because, you know, it's Thanksgiving uh, and I might need a sink. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Liz, what do you have? Well... I know I say this every year and I, I don't never really get around to doing it, but I think I'm going to decorate for the holidays. I think I'm just going to do a little. <laughs> Again, I just
0: makes our head, our heads snap back. <laughs> doesn't it, Liam? Okay. First she's cooking. Okay.
1: Now she's decorating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling it, Julie. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the holidays this year. So I might, you know, I was just perusing the, uh, what are those red flowers called? Poinsettias. The poinsettias. Poinsettias. What are the red flowers called? Oh.
0: Oh, I can see a spin-off show, Decorating with Liz. Okay.
1: I was perusing the poinsettias, I may actually buy one. And, you know, lights. Anyway, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to decorate Excellent. Well, uh, my do is just to
2: welcome a lot of fun new people to our home for uh, Thanksgiving. I'm glad we're having sort of a mixed group here with friends of my kids and and relatives and in-laws, and it will just be fantastic to be uh, back in business welcoming people. I want to wish everyone
0: a happy Thanksgiving. Julie, safe travels. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope everyone enjoys their gathering this year.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, I do too. Liz, I'll bring the oysters. I'll see you Thursday.
1: I'm very grateful that you'll be feeding me, Leanne. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget. Call your satellite sister.